Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment of Black History and Moment with Bo. And today, I hope your day is going great. If you are home from work, I hope that you are enjoying the time with your family. And in your mind, you are preparing for tomorrow to be a better day than today. Because the secret to success is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from your failures. So put your earphones on, let's slip into darkness, and I'm gonna try to give you something to talk about in the break room tomorrow. You know, someone once put the question to Harriet Tubman about why she keeps returning into that horror trying to free other slaves. Now, I want you to remember what her answer was because she said that she could not justify being free while others were enslaved. Now, understand exactly what she is saying. If you start to justify in any instance at all, while you should be in a better situation than someone else, then you are just like racists who attempt to justify that they are superior to whoever because of whatever reason. There ain't no difference. If you try to justify why you're sitting in a nice home, looking out the window at a nice car, and your friends back home are working at McDonald's or trapped on a street corner, then you're being just like the racist. And friends, I have seen it done hundreds of times. People go back home or back to the old neighborhood, and when they return, they have this attitude. "Mm, Them Negroes are doing the same thing, standing on the corners, telling their same lies they were doing 10 years ago. That is racism. And you fail to realize the only difference between you and them is that you were blessed to have something or someone that motivated you and give you a better opportunity than they had. That's what racism is. A lot of our old friends are stuck. They are in the same old neighborhoods because they can't get out. And the system will not allow them out. They're on a job that just pays enough money to pay the rent and buy groceries. They can never save up enough money to buy a house. Although the rent nowadays is higher than the notes that you would be paying on a three-bedroom house if you could get one. But they can't get a better job because the rules have been changed on them. And now they check your credit score and if it's not high enough, you can't get hired. And that is what being poor is.
it is being stuck in that generational vicious circle. So my friends, you have to remember the comfort of the rich depends upon the abundant supply of the poor. Racism is the assertion of superiority in order to discriminate. Racism in a form of discrimination based on the perceived idea of race. It's the defense of unequal treatment, the claiming of moral high ground, or getting better deal based upon the fallacy of race. Race as we know it is a powerful social construct that is historical fiction with no biological or genetic basis. It is an ideal that was born in the Western Hemisphere in order to justify the enslavement of African people and the theft of land from indigenous people by European colonizers. Now, don't get me wrong. Bondage has existed since ancient societies divided people according to religious status, class, and language, not race. We've seen those old movies on the Roman Empire. They had slaves, but the color of your skin did not make you a slave. It wasn't until the 15th century when Europe began to expand and needed justification to enslave, murder, and steal land that it was created. Hereditary enslavement based upon color, not upon religion, was a bitter reality in the older Catholic colonies of the New World. In the Caribbean and Latin America, for well over a century, Spanish and Portuguese colonizers had enslaved infidels, first Indians and then Africans. And first they justified this upon the persons of a different religion or persons captured in war could be enslaved for life. But now hidden in this idea of slavery was the notion that persons who converted to Christianity should receive their freedom, which is only right. If I'm your slave because I don't have the same religion as you, if I convert to your religion, you should set me free. But you see, the wealthy planters in the tropics afraid that their cheap labor would be taken away from them through this loophole changed the reasoning behind the exploitation. There you go, changing the game again. Even those who could prove that they were not captured in war and that they had accepted the Catholic faith could not change their appearance any more than a leper can change his spots. So by making color the key factor behind enslavement, dark-skinned people brought from Africa to work in silver mines and on sugar plantations could be exploited for life and their servitude could be made hereditary. So enslaved people's children automatically inherited the same unfree status. 
The idea of race and the notion of natural inferiority of Black and Native Americans were used to dehumanize them and rationalize the fact that they could be denied rights and freedoms that others took for granted. Racism began with the emergence of race used as a justification for the existence of slavery. Because racism is so completely ingrained in the fabric of our society, it often goes unnoticed. It is ignored or easily denied. We no longer question why it is harder for certain segments of the population to get loans from banks or why they are charged higher interest rates. We are no longer surprised that neighborhoods with a higher percentage of people of color get less aid for infrastructure or repairs than others. We almost expect to find better equipped schools, hospitals, businesses located in white neighborhoods. We may not even be aware that when black or brown people are searching for a home or apartment, they are told about and shown fewer homes and only in certain neighborhoods. Although race itself is not real, racism affects every aspect of black lives from the type of medical care that we can expect to get to how we are treated by banks and from the quality of the education for our children to their prospects for jobs and how they are treated on job interviews. Racism plays a role in how we are treated by the police and in the judicial system. Historically, it has been involved in who we can and or cannot marry. For decades, interracial marriage was illegal in many parts of the country. And we cannot forget environmental racism. Why is the pig factories and the chicken farms always located in low-income areas? It takes a toll on the air we breathe. Racism even affects life expectancy. Many people think of racism only in individual terms rather than as a system of oppression. When confronted by the now almost daily media reports of nationwide racist police behavior, these people will often reduce these officers to a few bad apples who need to be removed. They do not see these racist behaviors as being systemic, institutional, to maintaining the system of white supremacy. Even now, even when the FBI reported that the police forces were found to harbor white supremacists, nobody said a thing. Nobody protested. You know why? Because that's past history. We've been saying that for the longest. In 1968, James Baldwin said that it doesn't matter if those in positions of power are active racists or if they merely have unconscious racist tendencies because evidence of racial prejudice 
clearly can be seen in the effects produced by American laws, cultural norms, and institutions. He went on to say he didn't know how most white folks in this country feel, that he could only conclude how they feel by the state of their institutions. He said, I don't know whether the labor unions and their bosses really hate me. That doesn't matter. But what I know that I'm not in their unions. I don't know whether real estate lobbies are against black people, but I know the real estate lobbies keep me in the ghetto. I don't know if the Board of Education hates black people, but I know that the textbooks they give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to, now this is the evidence. You want me to make an act of faith, risking myself, my life, my woman, my sister, my children, on some idealism which you assure me exists in America, which I have never seen. James Baldwin. The definition of systemic racism is based on the fact that the United States was founded as a racist society and that racism remains at the core of the American experience. Systemic racism includes the complex array of anti-black practices, the unjustly gained political economic power of whiteness, the continuing economic and other resources, unequal qualities along the racial lines, and the whiteness racist ideologies and attitudes created to maintain and rationalize white privilege and power. Systemic means that the core racist realities are manifested in each of society's major parts, each major part of U.S. society, the economy, politics, education, religion, the family reflects the fundamental reality of systemic racism. It's watching almost daily news reports of black men who look like me, could be you or your son, father, friend, or uncle, shot in the back by the police. And in most cases, the police are redeemed. It is watching reports of young black girls and how they fare no better in the hands of law enforcement. What message do you get from that? What I get is that all the pain, terror, and trauma of my enslaved ancestors is alive and well in my DNA. When you live in constant fear, it's paralyzing and demoralizing. It can kill your ambition, your outlook, your hope for the future your will to live even. Isolation and loneliness as a minority among the majority is a form of death. Racism is a tool in genocide. Black people are being criminalized and murdered based on their race, and this is sanctioned by the state. But black people aren't the only group who've been brutally suffered under the weight of racism and white supremacy. 
Killing off Native American is so American. In fact, it was America's treatment of Native Americans that is said to have been the influence of Hitler and the Nazis. From his initial contact with Native Americans, Columbus saw them as inferior, unintelligent, and a group that could be easily defeated. And my friends, nothing has really changed for the Native Americans. The way they live now and the way the country lets them live is scandalous. They are some reservation that have houses that don't even have running water or bathrooms. In 2021, do you believe that? And the houses are so scarce that a two-bedroom house might hold three generations of people. Columbus called them unintelligent, but they lived. They had a society. They had rules. The Indian Removal Act of 1830 was signed into law by President Andrew Jackson, who coincidentally is the president whose portrait hangs in the Oval Office and is known as the Indian Killer. The only reason this act was put into play was so that they could effectively remove Indian tribes from the Southwest and steal their land. 4,000 Cherokee people died along the Trail of Tears, which is another episode that I will be bringing to you. Nobody knows how many Indians was in this country to begin with, but their numbers was drastically changed. The states also went in and removed the native children from their families in a move to civilize them and send them to schools that whiteness had prepared for them with the motto, keep the student and removed the Indians. They cut their hair. They would not let them speak their own language. They dressed them in what they thought was appropriate clothing. And some of those Native Americans never saw their families again. As we see children being separated from their parents at their U.S. borders today. And so I ask you, have things really changed or have the rules just been changed? That music tells me that it is once again that time. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Racism exists. It is systemic, institutional, and ingrained, and it has permeated the society as a whole. And those who deny it could possibly indirectly be its greatest supporters because it leads to the current state of unchecked racism. Racism unchecked, as we've seen with the Native American population, Jewish, European, African-Americans, and other racialized community leads to genocide. Until next time, my friends, and never doubt there will be a next time. It has been my honor.